Hey everybody, this is John Summers from Graziti Interactive coming at you with another episode of Community Talks. Today we got Jeremy Gluckman from We Video, where he's the education community manager. He's a really uh, great guy to talk to and really like happy to have him on the podcast today. I uh, hope you uh, like our uh, conversation and get a little bit out of it and let's hop right into it. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going, Jeremy? Good. Thanks for the intro and for having me on the Grizzity Interactive Community Talks podcast. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been great. We're, you know, this is our fifth episode now that we're doing and uh, we've been putting out one a week. I'm I'm pretty happy about the, the results so far and just seeing where it can go from here. Yeah, it's super fun. I've worked with Grizzity and... and you know, previous companies and, um, I'm a fan, so I'm glad to be a part of this. Yeah, no. So, uh, we're really, uh, happy. You've always been a good customer to Graziti, but, uh, we, we met at a uh, CMX conference, right? I'm pretty sure that's where we first met. Yeah. And actually that dovetails well into kind of like the community management space. Um, we met at a mental health kind of like wellness session with yeah. uh, Jeremiah, right? And the yeah. whole crew at Google that kind of put together a deck and got us together thinking about how to avoid burnout and how to stay healthy. That was um, a good talk. While managing online communities. And I feel like, you know, more than ever, we're kind of in the face of a global pandemic that's so important. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the community guys are like right on the front line with this, right? Because we're right with our customers. We're right in the middle of what their their pains are. But uh, why don't you, uh, starting out, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and maybe how you got into communities? Yeah, well, I've always had a passion for um, the impact that... Um, education has on people's lives. Um, and actually, after wrapping up at school, I joined the Peace Corps, moved to China, taught at a university. And uh, when I moved back to the US, after that experience, did a lot of grassroots organizing in local government here in the Bay Area where I grew up. And then kind of noticed that technology was a thing and could really potentially help scale those efforts. And so from there, worked at Singularity University, which gave me a 360-degree view of all the ways that technology is impacting people's lives. And yeah. uh, with the team there, we built a custom app and scaled, you know, a community of over, you know, 120,000 innovators. Then wow, that's, um, that's an experience and a story all in itself, right? <laughs> yes. Singularity University was a lot of fun. And we... Um, then moved on to working at in government technology because I'm a total. Well, that's a big is that a big shift for us? Like education to government, I could see the change, right? Yeah, and again, always the through line is just the you know helping companies get to know their customers and um, leverage their network to drive value and like help people win with their products. So like B two B government software because I'm a total like civic tech nerd. I love, I love government and I like when it works well. Um, no, of course. <laughs> and then the most recently I started working at WeVideo kind of back in the ed tech space. And WeVideo is a really cool cloud-based uh, video editor. 
and I helped them launch an influitive community for educators and teachers across the globe. Nice. That leads me into my question. I was like, yeah, tell us a little about this uh, influitive community. Like uh, how long it's been up? You seeing, you you liking it is in, uh, you know, what are some key parts you think are making it like work good, right? Or yeah. So some tips for community managers, right? You know, what, what what can they take away? Like, you know, you got a good community. Yeah, I would say some tactical tips like so I've worked in all types of platforms from like an app that we built to like Google groups to Salesforce community cloud to now Influitive. And I um, feel like regardless of the platform, you can kind of take the keys and like build out an experience. Really a good community building is rooted in trust, um, having proper guidelines um, consistency and building habits. And, um, I would say that as a community manager, my biggest tip would just to be, have, would be to, as you go into this, have clarity about what the values and vision are for this group of people that you're bringing together. Cause leading through inspiration, um, can be very helpful. I would also add as a kind of caveat to that, um, understanding, what um, behaviors you hope to drive in that community um, and how they're tied to your company, your business's goals. Yeah. Yeah. I always used to tell people like the, you know, like three things you got to work on or get right is your, your design, your content and your relationships. And like within those three, you can kind of encompass all your activities, you know, is the site friendly and helpful and geared towards the right personas, you know, is the content appropriate and, you know, timely and relevant. So they want to come to it. And then do you have good personal relationships with the people? Do they like the other members? You know, is it fun? Is it useful? Is it, you know, and if you, from all that engagement and members and adoption comes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say there's always this debate in the community industry, right? What are the metrics that prove that this is valuable? <laughs> um, oh yeah. There are a lot of vanity metrics and I feel like it, it, it is um, really depends on what the business's goals are. And this is actually kind of one of the first time I haven't inherited a platform that was already existing and got to assess different solutions and build this from the ground up. And it was very interesting to, you know, as I was having conversations internally at my company, kind of see where the strategy landed um, because the platform matters, but also, you know, the people and the folks building the culture and the, and the community matter too. Yeah. I was just talking to someone about this just the other day. And, uh, and I said, it's really about shifting the, the concept of uh, platform success to program success, right? Right. Yeah. We're, we're measuring how this individual platform and, you know, you, website, you know, like the website, website works. It's like, how well do the programs and, you know, the outreach, the different individual things, like did the site load and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, you got to have that stuff. It's got to work. It, you should, you shouldn't, 
ideal word should be 100%. But, you know, if you start worrying about, you know, program success on your community, like how is your user group program? How is your educational section in your community growing? How is your support and case deflection numbers affecting, you know, the, the supports bottom line? And what is your knowledge creation or, you know, what's your idea submission around products, whatever your kind of business goals are, like you're saying, right? You know, what's the success of those business goals? Not necessarily... The van, like you said, the vanity metrics. I have this many page views and this many members and this many posts. Like, uh, did it drive business outcome though? It's a real thing that we, if we want to survive as communities and community managers, you have to show that, I think, these days. Definitely. And I would say, like, community managers, and this is also why people in this industry are so susceptible to burnout because. You end up becoming this like expert translator where like, yes, there are those folks that will care about the vanity metrics and there are those folks that will care about the bottom line and there are those folks that will care about the inspiration and and not that those are siloed or need to be separate from one another, but, you know, ideally in a world where your product is matched with the right customers, there's impact and like good that comes out of that, right? Um, the community manager ends up kind of translating and rallying all those different stakeholders and, you know, being an advocate for the voice of the customer while also balancing the needs of the business. And it's definitely a lot to track and a lot to juggle, but I think um, a tip that I would have would be to really distill um, and simplify. It's so easy to kind of get pulled in every which direction as a, a community manager, but it's really up to you to have that motivation and that awareness to cut through all of that and assess what's a priority. Yeah, totally. It's definitely, I think not even just community managers, what I've been figuring out and learning is just cross people about uh, task priority management and being able to know when you have to shift gears and a community manager has to be able to shift gears very fast, right? You gotta be like, this is higher. I need to get on this and get that out there because of criticality. And if you got to be able to shift gears, I think that's oh, yeah, you know what they say. The only constant is change. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? I don't know, but I've heard it. I don't <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> so getting back to the video aspect. So what do you think some things community managers should be really looking out about video should they be using it or, or posting it or and how, how could our community manager, fellow communities manager be using video right now? Or how do you think? We've got a lot of insight into video and what other people are doing and, you know, anything they could be doing. Yeah. Or should be doing. I think that I've been having a lot of um, conversations about this. So that's actually a really good question. Um, I think in times of crisis, um, there's a need for space to process emotion. And I know that it's not always easy to carve out that space that feels safe and available to any, everyone, but video can be a great way. And this is actually a good way that educators are using it with their students to check in, post yourself on camera, asking your customers, stakeholders, people involved in your business, how they're doing, how they're holding up, start a thread um, and encourage them to share and um, give them the opportunity and even practice that vulnerability yourself. Maybe share one or two things you've been struggling with, things that you've succeeded with. Um, and again, I'm, as I'm 
working through this, I'm realizing this is all stuff that I would love to do even in my community because in the day to day, it is hard to stop and touch base and even think about where you're at and what you're feeling. So, um, video so is like little, little quick video updates that you can set instead of like a, like a post in a community record a little, like couple minute video and put that up there instead. Yeah. Yeah. A little video log, a little video update. I mean, even if there are like, so I run, that's the word I haven't vlog. I haven't heard that word in in a while. So, so are you seeing an increase in, in video blog blogging as well too? vlogging? If you guys haven't heard the term before out there, vlogging or video blogging, right? There are lots of vloggers. Well, what's interesting when you work with kids in schools is that that is the new career of choice. When someone asks a kid now or a, uh, a younger person, Gen Z or any generation, even, you know, I'm a millennial, um, but I did not as a kid see this as a viable career, but a lot of kids <laughs> want to be YouTube stars. I mean, that's the reality. And so we're in a time right now where whether people want it or not, they're reluctantly turning into creators. Like teachers are required to deliver content through video online a sales team at a software company that used to hold, you know, in-person events or do meetings with clients are now connecting on video conferencing tools or sending e-cards. And, um, you know, one service that we signed up with at video is this tool called Sendoso where you can send like cupcakes and gifts and, you know, those types oh. of things that you can do remotely. That's actually. a cool one. What was that called again? Just for the, so people can hear that. Sendoso. Sendoso. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a, sounds like a cool one. So check they that guy's like one. Unlimited out. warehouse space and you can send out those physical gifts and offer your customers, you know, in such challenging times, you just need this like moments of delight and like moments of reprise and, and levity and kind of, um, I think that, Video so, has a, a place there because. Um, so should, should us as marketers or B2B people like, so I came from the consumer video game industry into BB when communities first got it started and I'm still a gamer. And so should, should we be looking at streamers and, and popular people on YouTube on how they structure their shows in terms of their lighting and backdrops and how they interact on there and, and look at those people on how us as B2B might structure similar, you know, streams are called now. We used to call them vlogs in the back. So now it's just a streamer. Or you're just a streamer, right? So I think the terminology yeah. changed, but a vlog and a stream is the same thing essentially, right? What do you think? Well, when thinking about video, it's just understanding that it's now the norm in communicating something. And it's it's proven yeah. that a post with a video in it gets more engagement, gets more views. Whether you're doing that on social media, whether you're sending an email, a video is a differentiator for anything that you're doing. But to your point, you know, whether you go live on a platform like Twitter, or Facebook, Instagram, whether you there are so many ways to deliver those videos. And also there are steps that you can take to improve the quality of your content and make it look higher production value. Like, do you have a ring light? Do you have a mic, a high quality mic? Um, uh, How do you make it so that maybe you could add transitions or, you know, have a green screen or even um, low lift ways to have animations in your videos, make them engaging. Um, And at least 
during my time at WeVideo, I've seen different applications, whether in the education sector, so folks using video to deliver uh, coursework and training, in the um, kind of individual creator, like memory type video space where you're recording your family reunion or sharing a tutorial on how to cook, bake. I mean, there's a lot of that going on right now in the age of, you know, self-quarantine. And then also for business. So are you creating video ads? Are you um, creating videos that convert, videos that engage um, potential customers and clients? Um, and then in the B2B space too, I mean, what um, what are you encouraging your customers to put out there? Are they sending video reviews? Are they... Um, Posting video reviews, that's got to be a big thing moving in, right? I think now, well, and, video, and even in terms of career, soon. even if in terms of career growth, like I think a video resume will be a, a must. Um, kind of this whole try before you buy model in recruiting where people want to see your skills demonstrated in your online presence. Um, and this is actually something I've been dragging my feet to do, but <laughs> I need to have like a good, like, on like video resume on my LinkedIn. Yeah, I got, I think I, I got, I got one of my jobs, you know, with, with, uh, sending him video presentations to me presenting at conferences. Right. And he watched yeah. the videos and, and, and a couple like interviews I had done and you know, things like that. I was like, here's like my, my stuff that I've done and you, you can watch me, you can hear me. <laughs> that's, that's me. Right. It's and, a differentiator. Uh, it's really a differentiator. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, and totally. think about that in terms of your product and your customers. And even if they're in a, in a B2B space, if in, your, if, if in your community folks are sharing content that's shareable, like testimonials and uh, wins and moments of joy, you know, engaging with your company and your product, um, you can share that within your community network and then also find ways to broadcast that out in your marketing. Yeah, that's great tips. All right, well, let's... Uh, call wrap there uh let's uh do a <laughs> little like you know that's a nap. good point i think it's a no i think it's a good po point to place to stop right you know i think video is just key like guys out there if you're listening to this you know i'm thinking about how i can do more video you know how i can do video with my podcast do i record myself doing the podcast or you know really trying to see how else i can use video myself and i think if you're community manager out there right now, you need to be thinking about video, uh, especially in our time of everybody being remote. You need to let your community see you, let your coworkers see you, right? I think that's. And the key I would thing. say, like, the top tip is just have fun with it, and um, you know, through trial and error, you'll just see what you feel comfortable with in terms of being on camera, and just get your voice out there and make some amazing content. <laughs> <laughs> So if, uh, if people want to follow you, Jeremy, where can uh, people uh, find you at these days? I'm on Twitter at JeremyG21. And I'm also you know, happy to connect on LinkedIn and really look forward to continuing the conversation. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, being here with us today. Thank you. I've really enjoyed the time here, John, and um, love that you're bringing people together around community. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining another episode of Community Talks. 
It was really great to talk to Jeremy today. Video, it's key. Make sure you follow us at Graffiti Interactive. You can follow me on Twitter at JV Summers, or you can uh, find me on LinkedIn, John Summers, like always. Look forward to talking with you next time, or you guys listen to me next time. It should be a new episode coming out next week. Keep an eye out for that. Have a good one.